Get ready. You're tuned in to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea, bringing you the hottest trending topics on social media. Stay connected. Instagram.com slash Lovely Tea 2002. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Hey, Tea Sippers. Thank you guys for tuning in to Tea Time Unfiltered with the girl, Lovely Tea. And I have my homegirl, Jane here with me. Hey there, everybody. How y'all doing? <laughs> so we are here. We're just here to talk, honey, and just chop it up about a lot of stuff that's been going on. Um, Jane is also a part of the Discord, and we have been having meetings. Literally, all last week, we had, what, th- about three meetings, I think, last week? And yeah, it's a lot been going on talking about mm-hmm. a lot of different things. I know personally I've missed a few, but I have seen some of the comments and it seems like it has been a very lively debate and just changing the information about so much going on. It's a lot going on, but that's all the time though, right? Right. And that was the main thing that we've been talking about lately is just everything that's been going on in Texas and hearing from, you know, my Texas discorders that have really been going through it. I mean, just listening to their stories were just it's just heartbreaking because, again, this could happen in any town USA and nobody should feel so comfortable to think that, oh, it's those people over there, but it would never be me. Mm -hmm. I agree with that, too. It's it's sad, but. We ain't prepared. People are not prepared. You know, I would think 2020 would have prepared people. And I think people get so comfortable and lax. And I do think that we don't expect certain things to happen, but you have to prepare. And again, 2020 should have told people that they didn't know to prepare. So a part of me is like, wow, the infrastructure of it all. But Mm -hmm. some things on the micro level, Everyday people, not everybody, but most, should have been prepared for. And I, I, I wonder, I'm trying to be very cautious with how I say it because, you know, it's chicken or the egg here. Should it be with the responsibility of the individual or should it be the responsibility of the government? Mm-hmm. And that's a really hard question to navigate. And I'm not down there, so I don't want to be, you know, with people suffering, be harsh or anything. But the government of Texas messed up, hands down, yeah. hands down, they hands down. They cannot be, de- they can't be denied. Mm-hmm. And I think to answer your question, like in my personal opinion, it's a little bit of both, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know how many times people have to realize when these disasters happen, nobody is coming to rescue you. That is why you have to be prepared. You have to know your neighbors. You have to be able to keep in communication with people. And that's one thing I've been just so grateful for. And I've just been beating into people on Discord. Like when I give Mm -hmm. information, how long I've been talking about the grids and preparing and, you know, the things that are coming down the pipeline, I'm the crazy conspiracy bitch. My main concern is the people who do appreciate it, who do support me. So I've just been going hard, drilling into people's heads, prepare you know, get your radios, get your solar backup um, generators, get the things that you need to do. And the Mm -hmm. prep room, I mean, that room has been jumping lately. Like people just posting stuff that you wouldn't even think of, you know, to just help prepare us because so many members have really been affected. And it kind of hit a lot of people off guard, unfortunately. Now, the people who've been prepared, they're good. You know, they're able to write it out. But so many just were not. And it's just, I think the things that kind of broke my heart is just the basic knowledge that people should know. You know, when you have people dying of carbon monoxide poisoning because they bought grills in their house or they decide to sleep in their garage with their children, it's like everybody should know that you can't be in a garage with the garage door closed in your car. I understand trying to stay warm, but you also just have to use common sense as well. And carbon monoxide poisoning is very real. And a lot of people have been dying from that, you know, in Texas. And it's very sad because it's the children. And I feel like people are so focused on irrelevant shit that when it comes to things that can really save your life, it's like people just go brain dead. They don't know what to do. 
Local leaders say they fear more carbon monoxide poisoning deaths could happen as people try different ways to keep warm inside their homes. Tiffany Craig joins us now with ways you can prevent this from happening at your place. Tiff? Look for symptoms like headache, nausea, fatigue, and weakness. When things get really bad, you'll need oxygen. But carbon monoxide is absolutely preventable. The CDC says don't burn anything on a stove or in a fireplace that isn't vented. Don't heat your house with a gas oven. Don't use a generator, charcoal grill, or a camp stove inside your house. And if you're using it outside, make sure it's at least 20 feet from a window, door, or vent. And don't run a car or truck inside a garage attached to your house, even with the door open. If you're going to warm up and charge your phones in the car, do it in the driveway. But then if you ask them, well, what did Beyonce wear to the Grammy Awards two years ago? They can tell you, you know, and yeah. that's the part that's really disturbing. Like consume whatever you want to consume. That's your business. At this point, I understand that the Internet is more obsessed with escapism and being distracted right. by bullshit. But you have to research. You have to prepare yourself you have to know these things in advance so that way you're not panicking and freaking out in real time. Okay, you you make some very valid points and mm -hmm. I have to agree with you. Um, and I, I promised myself for 2021 and beyond that I was going to really try to take a hard line, middle of the line view on things and really try my best to look at it from the other perspective. So you're saying like, okay, yeah, Y'all should know better about carbon monoxide. Yes. You know, like, duh, right? Mm -hmm. But the crazy thing is, and this is the part that really gets me, is people who actually don't know that that's not okay. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like really? Just like the same argument that we hear with the situation politically, and we maybe we'll get into that at another point in our conversation, but like how people can believe the falsities and alternative facts. And it's like, what parallel universe are you living in? And it's like that. But you have to also realize some people ain't been taught. Like, they don't have home training. Like, duh, where is the smoke going? But a part of me is like, some people don't know. And is this a crazy way of saying that we are so reliant upon government and technology and all of these mm -hmm. other isms and whatever that we don't really use our own innate self-induced natural qualities to kick in to just survive. Right. And people are not making smart decisions. Like, again, prepare, prepare, prepare. You know, the fact that this snow and ice had happened some time before. Some of these young people probably were young and didn't know when it happened. Then I have families that are dealing with it and didn't know what to do. You know, some people don't have, but at the same time, it's kind of like you can't rely on the government. What happened, and this is why we don't have a community, because this is where the community, the block clubs coming together and help each other put together, oh, you got this, you got this, let's put this together and come together. Mm -hmm. People don't know their neighbors, so now they're freezing to death in their garages or they're dying of carbon monoxide in their living rooms because nobody works together, nobody has the infrastructure and the wherewithal, and the government has just failed us. Because, I mean, think about it's it, when, when everything got tough, their own governor, Ted Cruz, bounced to Cancun, Mexico. Oh, Mr. Senator Cruz, yeah. girl. He was out. You know, he, he bounced to Mexico and left his people. And like I always say, and his folks, dog, girl, right, left the dog at the house freezing, honey. You know, like I always say, attitude reflects leadership. And if yeah. the leadership is corrupt and just wants the title of being a leader, but they don't want to do the work. That trickles down to the people. And that's the that's my issue is that we have too many people out here and I don't care what your race is. We have too many people out here who can name every song on the billboard, who can tell you everything about this celebrity, everything about this movie. But when it comes to, well, how do you filter water? I don't know. 
Do you know you can boil snow and do things with it? I, I don't know. You, there was a man on the news who said that all his food went bad in the refrigerator. Mind you, it's minus like 10 degrees in Texas. Take the food out the fridge and put it outside. It's colder outside a, than, <laughs> than in the refrigerator. You know, you know it's just, need, it's things like that TV that's show. so, right. It's things like that that's just so frustrating. You know, like you said, I think we've gotten so comfortable, one, with technology and always being connected, that just things that should be common sense, it's just not kicking in for certain people. You know, and to the ones who were prepared and it kicked in for them, God bless them. Because I know a few people on the Discord were saving lives. The one girl who called in, she lived in mm-hmm. southern Texas. Um, now, she lived in an RV, but they had a generator. So she was Thank able God. to keep her home lit and warm and also help two of her neighbors, you know, because that's she was saying. prepared. Where's the community? Right. And that's what we had to get back to. You know, folks can try and act like this is a one-off, but it's not. So today's sponsor comes from BetterHelp.com. Are there certain things that are interfering with your happiness? Is there something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, BetterHelp is here to assess your needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist. You can speak to them in a safe and comfortable environment, and everything will be confidential. BetterHelp is convenient, professional, and affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are now recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states if you want to start living a happier life today as a listener you can get 10% off your very first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash sip slow that is my code to get the 10% off over 1 million people are taking charge of their mental health by talking to licensed professional counselors who specialize in a variety of things everything from depression to stress anxiety relationship issues sleeping trauma and much more so once again, if you are looking for some type of mental health support, make sure you go on to betterhelp.com slash sip slow to get 10% off today. And it's very easy to be comfortable and say, well, that's Texas. It was just a fluke. But um, I recall Callie dealing with forest fires every year for the past all few of years. Callie was burning last year. Remember mm-hmm. all we were looking at the fires and the weather. We right. were talking about water spirits and weather and stuff mm-hmm. all summer. Each month we had a whole new year dig. And the funny thing about it is, is that they have been saying, if people have been paying attention, like this is not going anywhere. And the fact that too, I was talking about the situation in Texas with a friend of mine mm-hmm. and they're West African. And I was telling him, I'm like, no, it's really bad. He's like, oh, it's just a little snow and ice. I'm like, yeah, but it's really bad. And he, I'm like, people don't have any electricity or gas or water. And he was like, he didn't understand they, people don't how they it. didn't have it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, wait a minute. He said, this stuff, like, there's ways. This is America. You mean to tell me there's no way? There's no backup option? Like, he didn't understand that people didn't have a backup option. Mm-hmm. Because in West Africa and Nigeria specifically, they use generators. Because you know how never stuff go out. You know, mm-hmm. and then they use the water, the big water towers to, you know, have the water pumped in, come in once a month and have it pumped in. And they have other alternatives. So he didn't understand how... There was no second backup for people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because we're not taught to back up. And I don't know whose fault that is. You know, I mean, it, it, it lies with us, right? Yeah, it's the, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you can only put the blame on so many. It's it's on us. If yeah, something happens to you, right, and, and you're seeing all these things happening, you know, fires, earthquakes, hurricanes. And people suffering and, you know, even what, in 2017, we had all those earthquakes that were, excuse me, hurricanes that were hitting. And we watched Houston flood and all these cities in the South flood and Puerto Rico, you know, they had no power, no nothing. So things like that should, uh, you know, should spare you to, you know, spur you, excuse me, to want to figure out and, and, you know, watch survival videos and, you know, prep videos and things like that. But again, it's about what people are interested in. So if you're not interested in that and that's just something you don't deem as important, that's on you. That That's just the yeah. truth of the matter, you know, because these are things that are a matter of life and death at this point. And go back to what you just said. You just said starting out like, oh, people are so concerned with the kind of like the social media 
the bip, the bop, the, you know, the whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, that's those, that actually really kind of defines, it separates people into categories in a way. And, you know, we human beings, we always do that. But it really lets you know segments of society who don't have their, excuse me, shit together. Yeah. But the other people are sitting on social media doing OnlyFans, and then when lights go off, they're looking around like, what should I do? Yeah, because at the end of the day, you can money, Instagram your way out of this. No, you can't. And money doesn't matter if the grid is down and they're not able to take a debit card. It, it, it doesn't matter. You know, exactly. if, if everything is down and there's no electronics, all that means nothing when it comes to survival. And I think what a lot of people don't understand, because the severity of the situation was not really being projected by, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the mainstream, but like, let's say some of the black media outlets, you know, who mm-hmm. who, have, who are very prone to covering BS, right? Um, all the time. I didn't really see them covering this in depth. Like I said, we went in depth in the in the um, discord. But as far as outside, I didn't really see it. You know, you saw people posting people's roofs, you know, ceilings collapsing and stuff like that. But as far as what the people were going through, I didn't see a lot of these people being interviewed. You know, what people don't understand is that once your power goes out and especially your water, once that goes out, there's no way for you to even flush your toilet. See, we've gotten so comfortable with the creature comforts yeah. of life that you don't even understand, like, a lot of this stuff is tied together. You know, I, I had, a you know, a, a young sister call in about how they were out of water and power for days and they had to mm-hmm. use the bathroom in plastic bags. You know, she was telling us her story like that just broke my heart because that could be anyone. But you're talking about a federally regulated system. Texas is not, 98% of Texas is not on a federally regulated system. It's, mm-hmm. what is it called? E-DOT or E-COT or something that I don't remember what the acronym spells out. You know, the listeners are probably able to, to break it down. But what it is is that there, it's, a, it's like, this is like the umbrella and there's subsidized, um, subsidized, like, subsidiary companies that just buy in and buy portions of a grid that is bought out by somebody else, and then they charge high rates. So what's happening is, say, you're getting it from, you think you're buying it from plant A, but then really you're getting it from plant B, who had to buy segments from B and C to even get it in your house. So when mm-hmm. federal regulators say that should be a $10 charge, you got to pay four people. Now you're paying $40 or more. Yeah. So that's how the fleecing comes in at. And that's what deregulation does. You don't know where your stuff is coming from. People are buying on top of buying on top of it. And then when it gets down to the consumer, it's an inflated cost and it's not reliable. And I feel bad for Texas, but that's what y'all brought into. Yeah, that's exactly. And the company um, is called um, ERCOT. ERCOT. Yep, ERCOT is their electrical company. um, Stands for the Electric Reliability Council of Texas. Hmm, very interesting name for a company that is not reliable. Exactly. And let down thousands of people. And, you know, and again, like I said, it goes back to consumerism. Like they're they're just being mm-hmm. consumerist and they're using people as just a way to come up. They don't care about the human toll. They don't care yeah. about the stress. You know, the fact that I don't I don't think as a human being is as a company, I don't think that you need to be federally regulated to not harass people and send them bills that are close to seventeen thousand dollars. What part of the game is that? And many people who felt fortunate to have power and heat now receiving those astronomical electric bills. In Fort Worth, Ty Williams was charged $17,000. So we were held hostage, really, with our, our rate that we were working with. It was really crazy. They should not have to be, bear the responsibility of paying $1,000 a day or $2,000 a day. Especially when you know that Four million people are without power and water, unable to go to work. Their ceilings are collapsing and you're only thinking about money. But again, like the old saying goes, you don't become a billionaire by being a nice person. Yeah, no, it's called post-industrialist Mm neo-capitalism. You know, and the thing about it is, if you look at industrial, pre-industrialism, post-industrialism, neo-capitalism, 
you know, cap- capitalism, neo-capitalism. There have been like that the bar has been pushed higher or lower, however you may want to quantify it, for how much dirt you can do to your fellow human being. Like, you know, back in the 80s, it was the Gordon Geckos. They're worse now. Mm-hmm. You know, if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, look up the movie Wall Street, you know, yeah. with Michael Douglas. Like, the dirt and the evil, what he was doing in the movie is what he would buy, what he would do, he would get a company, let's say, like a bookstore. They was doing pretty good, but not doing well. Then he would come in, he would do something to create it to make the, the profit margin go low so they can sell it. They would sell it to him to say, oh, they're going to come in and fix it up and make it a stronger, better business. But in turn, they break it apart and sell it mm-hmm. and leave the regular person with nothing, no pension, no nothing. And that's exactly what has been replicated in so many different areas of our existence in this period. It ain't just the United States. This is a global phenomenon. And again, that's the thing I don't think people really pay attention to. We all are suffering right now. Yeah. It ain't just us. It is. And, And, you know, and that's the thing. You know, it even goes back to the whole Joe Biden, you know, the dark winter um, thing that he kept saying. And then it's like you have Texas going through this because mm-hmm. Texas has been self-regulated and kind of wanting to be apart from the rest of the United States. You know, we call it the United States, but it's really it's the divided states. It's a bunch of different states trying to come together and act like one country. But I don't care from one state to another. Things are handled totally different. Even when you think about COVID and I know Texas was one of the few states that were like, no, we refuse to shut down. We're not shutting down. We're not buying the science. We don't care, you know, and I feel like, you know, low key, they may be being punished for them not doing what they're supposed to be doing federally, you know, and how they're acting like their own separate country. But unfortunately, because of the politics and the nonsense, who ends up suffering? It's the people, the people who have nothing to do with this, you know, who just want their water and their electricity. And right now, you know, people are dealing with this whole they have to boil their water because the treatment centers, the power was down there. So you have a lot of contaminated water. But what I find very mm-hmm. interesting, because um, I know uh, there's Emily and Malachi. They they OK. Uh, Malachi's in Mississippi. Emily is in Tennessee. So they're on two separate grids, right? Have nothing to do mm-hmm. with Texas, but they're dealing with the same thing with the winter storms, power being out, um, water being out in different places in their city. Um, and they're not able to get the, the they're not able to get the necessities that they need either. So it's like it's not just the Texas grid. The entire infrastructure in America needs a rehaul. You know? Oh, yes. The, we the do. East Coast and I, I, one and the West Coast grid. No, infrastructure in its totality. I mean, and it's not just our grids. Um, it's our transportation networks, mm-hmm. our bridges, our our lakes, our streams, our rivers. And, you know, when you talk about the whole concept of trying to, you know, d- determine the difference of why everybody doesn't have the same unified federal response to our current pandemic and all the other issues we have in America is the, the, the separation of states' rights. You know, states have the right. And the thing about it is if a state doesn't want to do what the federal government says it doesn't want to do, it doesn't have to take its federal funds. And that's what Texas decided to do. Mm-hmm. And so a state has that right to do that legally. But if they want to get federal funds, you have to abide by the federal rules in order to get the funds. Period, point blank, in the discussion. But the, the sad thing about it is the everyday average person doesn't understand how powerful they are. They don't know who really their, their, who their elected officials are. The elected officials don't give a damn about the constituents. And people don't realize there's a difference between state and federal powers and how significant it impacts how they, if they water their life, they're this, they're, they're that. Mm-hmm. You know? So people need to start paying more attention and then they can affect real change because you can't expect the government to do everything, but the more informed you are, then you can make better moves. Yeah. And that's the problem. People ain't making the right moves because they're not being told what right moves to make. 
And that's on purpose. Yeah, they're not going to, you know, spoon feed you information. That's when you have to go and research it for yourself. You know, who wants to do that? Not Americans. Americans, are, no, they don't do that. They're not going to do that. I remember when I first really started getting into prepping and waking up and realizing shit was real was around Katrina. You know, that 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 yeah. summer of all the hurricanes, I was pregnant that summer. I was pregnant during Hurricanes Katrina. And I mean, we had Ophelia. Hit. That's when I was living in the Carolinas. We had like Hurricane Ophelia. I mean, there's so many hurricanes. And, you know, when you think about like, you know, what do we do if our home gets flooded? I can't swim. Like, well, like you know, what are the plans? What Where are we going to go? And, you know, and I remember gas prices going up so high, you know, in little South Carolina when gas was at that time like a dollar something. I mean, it was jumping yeah. up to like three bucks and it was just really scary. And at that point it was like, no, we have to prep. We have to understand, you know, the escape routes, you know, things happen and you just have to know. You, you have to understand your home. I don't care if you live in an apartment. I've had people sending me pictures of their of their prep rooms and it's literally their closet half their clothes the other half is cans and water and you know so you don't need like a whole entire walkout basement you can put bottled waters under your it don't bed take that much all it, the it time doesn't. it really don't yeah you know you just have to be prepared for stuff like this and the main thing is you have to get a generator you have to get things first aid kits um you know I just, my heart just broke when I'm hearing about, you know, babies, you know, the parents going to go look at them in their room to go check on them and they're in the bed frozen to death. Like that is just so heartbreaking. You know, when. Oh yeah. I heard about that 11 year old boy mm -hmm. who was froze underneath from a bunch of blankets. And I think he was in a, um, uh, uh, RV a trailer. or camp mm -hmm. or a trailer. Yeah, yeah. that's sad. Yeah, you that's know, sad. it's it's just it really is. And imagine what could have saved him was a simple a simple generator, you know, just to keep warmth. And it's like those are the things that we need to invest in. While it's cool to buy the latest, you know, uh, Louis Vuitton bag and you know Jordans, cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Spend your money how you want to, but right. just remember that you probably be better off taking them three hundred dollars for them shoes and buying a generator because you know you could be casket sharp or you could be alive. What you think? That's just the truth of the matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm sorry. Like, I'd rather take that and go spend it on things that we really need as opposed to the things that, you know, you can't bring none of that Louis and shit with you, you know, but that generator could be the difference between life and death, you know? And so people just have to, and, and you can get them as cheap as, like I said, 300. I seen them as expensive as 1200. But trust me, everybody has a luxury item. That's all folks sit around and brag about. So people can find the money to buy what they want to buy. And I would suggest yep. that, you know, start investing and getting in th getting things that can help you. You know, things that can help contain water. Make sure you have at least 15 gallons of water in your home, which will be enough to last you and your family a few days for drinking and bathing and washing up. You know, because once that water stops running, you're just left to your own devices. You know, there were people who couldn't shower for five days straight. So I want to go ahead and segue because we've been on here for already 30 minutes. I know the conversation be going by quick, but I want to segue because we were talking about this earlier. Well, I had posted yesterday on Discord about um, there was a whole thing that the uh, the Rubin Report had done. They had interviewed Dr. Drew, Viva Farai. Uh, and Zubin um, from ZDog MD. And basically, they were talking about censorship. Now, these are all, you know, medical professionals. Everybody knows Dr. Drew. He's been around since I was a kid. And so he's literally being silenced and chased off of social media. And I didn't realize it was this bad. But um, they're saying that a lot of the medical doctors that are questioning anything about the vaccine, anything with COVID, the lockdown, they are being demonetized and on a lot in a lot of situations they're eventually being deplatformed so a lot of their videos on youtube have been demonetized they've been deplatformed off of facebook so it's gotten really bad and um they were talking about this and it was i thought it was good like i said i'm not saying you know they're the best doctors you know yay or nay but it goes deeper it goes back to you know the censorship 
you know, of everything that when doctors can't even question things, when everything is only coming and only deemed as reliable because it's coming from Dr. Anthony Fauci, I have an issue with that. Like, does any of this surprise you? I mean, you've had to deal with network censors and all of that, but that, that this has now leaked into so much of new media as well. Yeah, this has gotten, well, I, I never expected anything like this. I, 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 this is absolutely bizarre for me. And where it gets even more bizarre is how much it has. Physicians, we are easily frightened, right? Uh, we're frightened of liability. We're frightened of being uh, of our reputation being damaged in some way. And now I'm seeing doctors out in the world not only afraid to talk about what we normally do, which is discuss medicine, discuss controversies, discuss within the literature, discuss how we've improvised to try to help patients, will not discuss it and certainly will not try anything. Mm -hmm. And people are literally dying. Some of this, I think, is because medicine has become so corporatized. I really looked into this rather carefully, and so many physicians, particularly on the general medicine side and ER, are hired by large corporations or large hospital groups. And if they step out of any alignment with the specified clinical pathways, they are in danger. So they just shut up. This is you don't need doctors anymore. Why, why have doctors if we're not using our judgment and not sharing and growing and building medical knowledge? Are you telling me we're not all doctors just by signing on to WebMD and figuring out what's wrong with ourselves? I'm That's just it? saying you could, have, you could have nurse practitioners do follow clinical pathways. I, I, I mean, it's you don't maybe that's what they intend. It'll save money. I, I don't I don't get it. But people are dying now in a pandemic because, people, you know, this is an illness that needs to be hit early and hard. And no one's everyone's afraid to do it. Yeah. Zubi, go ahead. You know, so I think one of the things that Drew pointed out is the corporatization of medicine. But the other thing is we're so polarized now, and I think these algor these very algorithms that we're complaining about uh, artificially censoring us, you know, for reasons unclear, are the same ones that that provoke this division in the first place because they're preying on our belief-based sort of human algorithms to to divide us, and that's why misinformation spreads so fast and and all of that. The, the, it's one thing to have a. a a nameless algorithm cancel you or somebody that isn't a doctor. But what you see now, Drew, and and you guys, is that this has bled into the discourse in general. So on Twitter, right. you know, I recently had Dr. Vinay Prasad on the show, UCSF hematologist, oncologist, very smart guy, very yep. rational guy, yep. avowed progressive. His own tribe is deep, wants him deplatformed. If he shows up on my show and talks about maybe we don't have to wear a mask forever after we get vaccinated with you, you know, mutual consent, they will ask me on Twitter, fellow doctors, to never give him a platform. And I think it's almost like the algorithm is begetting real censorship now by humans who can't tolerate ideas that challenge their existing dogma. You know, now he's out here talking about, oh, we're not going to return to normalcy until 2022. We're going to have to wear a mask. Now they're talking about, you know, wearing two to three masks. I mean, it's just getting they keep moving the goalposts. You know, initially when all this came out, this was supposed to be a two week thing. Somehow the goalpost has moved so far that now they're talking about 2022. Huh? Excuse me. Right. Exactly. It's getting crazy. Well, you know, I. Again, I'm going to take myself back to my place in my head when I started hearing about the coronavirus in January, December, January 2019, 2020. Mm -hmm. And the process of me mentally beginning to like research during the periods of shutdown, understanding like what the Spanish flu was doing in the 1918 and how I think even in one of our previous conversations on one of your previous podcasts, we talked about how um, it wasn't even abated out of the, the out of society, so the Spanish flu into 1954, I think it was. And mm-hmm. for three years, it was still heavily prevalent in the society. That was the 1918 Spanish flu. So in my mind, when I did that homework, I'm like, okay, well, that pending, I would expect that this would probably be the very similar expectation we would get on this end. And I began reading reports saying they're planning 2025 was somewhere back to normal. We have to live with this. This is not going anywhere. This, I hate to say it because, you know, we hate this word. This is our new normal. Yeah, it's not going anywhere because it's all part of their agenda. 
you know, so why <laughs> move it anywhere? Yeah. Especially now mm-hmm. when it's like in order for you to even participate in society. I don't know if you heard this, but in Israel, they announced yesterday that they're basically telling their citizens, if you don't get the vaccine, you cannot participate in society. You will not be able to grocery shop. They'll have a separate grocery store for you. You will not be able to go to movie theaters and, you know, fly and all types of things that they are taking away from the citizens in Israel if they do not vaccinate. That is very mm-hmm. sad. And I, like I said, of course, this virus is real. Millions have died from the virus. I'll never, you know, denounce that or say that it's fake or made up. No, it's a very real virus. But what has always bothered me is what, you know, the implementations that came in after, you know, because they've never done this for the for the regular sure. flu. You know, just all these rules and regulations. And we've talked about it, you know, them coming out now with a COVID um, passport. You know, showing that you've been vaccinated before you can travel yeah. and things like that. And and if you think, okay, well, I just don't have to fly. Oh, trust me. They're going to start doing checkpoints where if you want to go from, let's say, Texas to Atlanta and you want to drive mm-hmm. in, there'll be a checkpoint there where you'll need to prove that you're not bringing something from the state of Texas to Atlanta. I mean, it's going to get that real. And, yeah, it sounds like a science fiction movie. But everything that we've said has been coming to pass. So, you know, how, how much of a science fiction movie can it be? If anything, Life imitates art all the time. Life mm-hmm. imitates art all the time <laughs> and vice versa. But that's the crazy thing. And, and you eloquently use the term, what do you say, conditioning? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you call it? You, you use another phrase, but it is conditioning, right? Pre-programming or some other Predictive programming. Use. There you go. That's it. You say predictive programming, but it is conditioning, right? Mm-hmm. And it's letting you guys know, us, we, us guys know that, okay, y'all, I'm not, this is the opportunity of eons to be able to control a whole global population. This is, this hasn't happened on this scale And probably never. Mm -mm. Okay. And this is the opportunity for people who have wanted to basically retain power because they see that they're losing it. Because the populists are, you know, as silly as we are, we are becoming more educated to to do things that they weren't able to do before. Mm -hmm. And that is the suppression of information and the suppression of thought, the free thinking mind, the ability to question and not to be considered crazy or rabble rousing to challenge and not do this group thing. 99 people say no, one person say yes, and then the other 99 bully that one person to change their mind. I call those people the thought police. The thought police. Mm -hmm. And no, I just won't say nothing to everybody. It's gotten to that point where you just can't. Because for the ones who don't get it and want to be argumentative and dismissive and call you crazy, you know, everybody's not going to make it. And that's what I told everybody in the discord in the last meeting. Stop stressing yourself out, your mental health, your sanity over, you know, family members who are dismissive and want to call you crazy and saying you're doing too much or friends or just coworkers. You can't save everybody. Like they say on the airplane, you know, if this plane crashes, before you reach out to go help your child or whoever's sitting next to you, you put your mask on first. That's what they tell you. If you don't have your mask on, how can you help the next person if you pass out due to a lack of oxygen? So at Back. the end of the day, we have to take care of ourselves and our households first. And to those who want to listen and be a part of and, and, you know, consume the information, great. To the ones who just want to constantly argue because they're dealing with cognitive dissidents, let them just do in their own misery. You know, you just can't save everybody. And at this point, things are getting too real. It's too many things coming down the pipeline that I'm I'm not wasting my energy arguing back and forth with people, proving points, you know, pulling out receipts. And nah, we're not doing that in 2021. We did that all 2020. If you're still nobody has time. Yeah. If you're still lost in the sauce, good luck to you. We don't have exactly. time for that. Now in 2021, people are moving on. They're preparing for the next phase of what's to come. We don't have exactly. time to slow down and try and bring people up to speed who want to sit there and argue and call folks crazy conspiracy theorists, you know, every chance they get. Now, what is so funny, and I'm going to play this video. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sent this by Goth Boy. He had sent me this. And basically... Now, I know I was just talking about Dr. Drew and them, how they're all being silenced. And so a lot of right. these doctors are upset. 
Well, now um, Project Veritas, they came out and they basically got a leaked video of Mark Zuckerberg, the Facebook CEO. Now, this video is from July 16th, 2020. And okay. basically in this video, he's stating he has questions about the COVID vaccine. And he's talking about how the vaccine may change your DNA and your RNA. And so he's questioning this in the meeting with, I guess, his other employees. So it's funny that basically when you hear him talking, he's almost talking from the words of a quote unquote conspiracy theorist. Like he's not even buying all of this. But this is the same man that's controlling people and saying that you can't post on Facebook anything concerning the virus of the vaccine unless it goes through our fact checkers. So uh, okay. I'm going to go ahead and play the video really quick so y'all can hear Okay, this. I'm going to listen on this one. Okay. Okay. Facebook announced they are, quote, expanding their efforts to remove false claims on Facebook and Instagram about COVID-19, COVID-19 vaccines, and vaccines in general during the pandemic. Even the New York Times covered the story. Let's take a look at Facebook's most updated COVID-19 vaccine policy. It says, quote, we want to make sure that our policies help to protect people from harmful content regarding COVID-19 and vaccines. But the real kicker is right here in the policy where Facebook says it would remove any content that, quote, claims the COVID-19 vaccine changes people's DNA. Well, we just got a new leaked tape from Zuckerberg himself, the CEO of Facebook, basically violating his own code of conduct. He would be censored on the platform today for what he said. Let's take a listen. But I, I do just want to make sure that um, I, I share some caution on this because um, we just don't know the long-term side effects of, of basically modifying people's um, DNA and RNA to um, to directly encode in a person's DNA and, and RNA basically the ability to um, to, to produce uh, those antibodies and whether that causes other mutations or other risks down um, downstream. So uh, there's work on both paths of vaccine development. That was from Facebook's internal weekly Q&A meeting in July 2020. So when Zuckerberg said, quote, basically, the vaccine is modifying people's DNA, it seems pretty clear modifying is synonymous with changing. Again, Zuckerberg would be banned from Facebook for saying this. In fact, this video of me showing the CEO of Facebook talking might be banned because he is violating Facebook's policy. Seems a little bit hypocritical, don't you think? But then Zuckerberg on November 30th in a public live stream Q&A with White House medical advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci appears to somewhat change his tune. He asks Fauci about the vaccines and their effect on DNA or RNA. And just to clear up one point, I mean, my understanding is that these vaccines do not modify your DNA or, or RNA. Um, so, so I think that that's, that's just an important point to, to clarify. If I'm getting anything yeah. wrong here, of course, correct me. But, um, no, no, no. but, but just to, to make that clear. No. Uh, first of all, DNA is inherent in your own nucleus cell. Sticking in anything foreign will ultimately get cleared. Good. Well, I'm glad we, we, can, we can clear that up. Yeah, I'm glad we could clear that up. It's, it's unclear what is on Zuckerberg's mind or what's in his heart on the subject of the COVID vaccine. Isn't it interesting that Zuckerberg can vastly involve his thinking on the subject of vaccines, going as far as to caution his own staff, but as soon as he's made up his mind or appears to have made up his mind on the topic, he disallows the almost 3 billion Facebook users to do the same. Rules for thee, but not for me. The irony is under their own community standards, they say they want people to, quote, discuss, debate, and share their personal experiences, opinions, and views as it pertains to the pandemic. Hmm. But how do you, quote, discuss or debate something if you can't even share opposing views or even facts or even Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg's own statements? Now, I'm not here to tell you my opinion or give you my thoughts on the vaccine. I want to be clear about that. But it is clear that Zuck is not living up to his own book of rules. What happened to free speech? And who is on this Facebook oversight board? Who makes all of their policy decisions? You heard Nick Clegg in that leaked phone call talk about that. Talk about how they make decisions in real time. Mark, are you very clear about that? that ideally we wouldn't be taking these decisions on our own. We would be taking these decisions in line with and in conformity with democratically uh, 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 agreed uh, rules and principles. Um, and 
at the moment, those democratically elected, uh, democratically agreed rules don't exist. We still have to take decisions in real time. Why do they get to determine what we can or can't say as it pertains to our health? All right. So y'all just heard that. So crazy. Yeah, the rabbit hole goes deep on that one. You know, so you have legitimate doctors who are, you know, just disagreeing with certain information and questioning certain things and they're banned, silenced, posts removed. But then you have Mark Zuckerberg, you know, sharing the same concerns as he should, you know, with the vaccine. Is it going to change your DNA? Can it make you sicker and things like that? So it's interesting that he had those same fears and concerns in July. But then once, you know, he spoke to Anthony Fauci and he was, you know, rest assured that everything's okay. Now the sudden nobody else can state their fears and concerns without their posts being removed or them being thrown in Facebook jail, you know, and that just goes on to lead on to this censorship. And this censorship is going on not only here in America, but this is a global thing, you know, with the censorship and people not wanting you to, you know, to have your own free thoughts. And I know we were talking earlier about that rapper um, in Spain who they're rioting over at this point. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I was saying to you earlier. This is not necessarily just contained to the United States and talking about free speech and what not been said and what can't be said, but this, uh, I think his name is Pablo Hassel. Yeah, Pablo Hassel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hassel. And he's a Spanish rapper. And so they have been in Barcelona been rioting for almost a week. Mm-hmm. Now, for anybody that's been paying attention, they've been having some bips and some bops for the better part of several years. So back like in 2014, 2015, 2016, he was rapping and he had made some posts on Twitter or whatever. And so the government was like, oh, he was glorifying terrorism by saying what he was saying. He also had said that the police was uh, accusing actually the police of like death and torture of like people who were demonstrating in the Catalonia region because they want to secede from Spain. That's been a long standing issue in parts of Spain. And then the whole situation with King Juan Carlos, they actually charged him with a fine and put him in prison for that. But Juan Carlos abdicated because he's under a corruption charge of taking almost a hundred million dollars from Saudi Arabia for arms deals. So wait a minute, you arrest this guy because you're saying that he can't say what he want to say about the king who y'all are already litigating for corruption charges, which is why he is saying, and now his son Felipe is king. Y'all need to make it make sense to me. Mm-hmm. So they can they can do it up here because they're going to follow and toe the line because they have a benefit. But then everybody down here who you can't control, we have to control their freedom of speech because you know, you can't have rabble out of that. You can't keep people like that in control. Right. That's, that's, I, that's what I see. Well, it's, you know, in the words of um, Julian Assange, um, freedom of speech is not freedom. It's just, it's called selective freedom of speech. Because it, it seems like only a certain amount of people or certain people can say certain things, you know, and, not have any fear of appraisal or, you know, being attacked or being shut down. Whereas other people, it's like they even whisper, you know, they're coming after them. But one thing I will say is that the people in Spain, they are really riding for Pablo. I mean, they are tearing the streets up, burning stuff down. They are riding behind him going to jail. So, you know, at least the people are fighting back instead of just being docile. But it's really sad that it's even gone that far. Like all of this unrest globally it you know it's just very unnerving at times when you really watch all the things that's going on not only here in the states but globally around the world mm-hmm. it's, it's but really it's it's like they've been using that term like global reset and we've talked about that before mm-hmm. and using covid pandemic 
in order to kind of do things that they've not been able, they, silent hand, that's what I call them, been able to do for some time. It's very obvious for us who've been watching and paying attention. So, you know, meanwhile in Barcelona and Spain, they, you know, protesting about Pablo. Meanwhile, right across town in France, they decide to come up with this, like, anti um radicalism bill, radicalization bill, basically allowing the French government to be able to come into like mosques and sports arenas that obviously predominantly cater to Muslims in order to kind of be able to keep an eye on them and to make sure that they have a very good and warm and fuzzy feeling about the French people. So that's right next door. Mm-hmm. to them and then right in between there is the Basque region they've always wanted to be separated from either Spain or, Spain or France for a long time so to have these two opposite like situations of like oppression happening at the same time with the same demographic youth brown people of color it's, it's not a good look and that's what it's about. Let's suppress what they're saying because we don't want to give them the ability to pay attention and then mount a defense. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. So we've already been on for an hour. So this was definitely a good conversation, you know, and I just hope that people, you know, take away just some good information from this and to just know that when it when shit hits the fan, <laughs> you know, to say it in those words, that basically you and your family and your community are on your own. So to yeah. have a plan, you know, on um, what everybody should do, do all the family members meet up at a particular home? You know, do you guys have enough water and supplies to last you? I think those are things that people should really be focusing on because I know there's new reports coming out every day that this grid issue in Texas is not a lone issue and it's things that can affect so many other states in this country as well. Mm -hmm. Remember what happened in New York Mm -hmm. a few years ago, maybe Even during COVID they had a blackout. Oh, Mm -hmm. right. And there was like there's been some issues in like Ohio, New York, and other places. Um, so it is not a lone issue. It is a national security issue. So, I mean, duh, prepare and just watch it happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we can do in this mess. Yeah, just, you know, just really save up as much as you can and try and get stuff done and you know, but thank goodness there there are people out there um, in Texas stepping up. There's many organizations that you can donate to as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Always research, make sure that they're legitimate, but they're definitely post them up on like different sites and things like that mm-hmm. um, that you can give directly to that are outside of the Red Cross as well that will go directly to the people. So, um, you know, just just if you take anything away from this podcast. Just understand that there's so much going on, not just here in America, but around the world, and to just pay very close attention because there's going to be a lot of changes coming down the pipeline. For sure. So on that note, we are out. Thank you guys once again for tuning in and listening to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. And thank you, Jeanne, once again for joining me today. Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks for having me. All right. Talk to you later. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.